911, what's your emergency? Yeah, hi, um, this is gonna sound kind of strange, but there's a man stumbling around in circles in my front yard. Could you repeat that, sir? He, he looks sick or lost or drunk or something. I just woke up to get a glass of water and I heard snow crunching around underneath my front window, so I peeked out. I'm looking at him now. He's about 10 yards away from my window. S- something's not right. What's your address, sir? 1617 Quarry Lane in Penella Pass. I'm going to send a squad car your way, but that's quite a ways out. Are you alone in your house, sir? Yes, I'm, I'm alone. Can you confirm that all of your doors and windows are locked? Stay on the phone with me. I, I know my front door is definitely locked, but I'll go check my back door again really quick. I appreciate your help, by the way. I know this is kind of strange, but I really hope that... Sir? Are you still there? He's... He's still in the yard but he's what the fuck he's upside down sir stay on the phone with me what is happening he's staring at me but he's he's standing on his hands now he's perfectly still staring straight at me he's doing a a handstand and he's smiling at me not moving he's he's doing a handstand sir I I don't know how he yeah He's facing me and standing on his hands, and he's got this huge smile, and he's perfectly still. What the fuck? Please get some help here now. Sir, I need you to remain calm. I've put out a call, and an officer is on his way. His teeth are so huge. What the fuck? Please help me. Sir, I want you to try and keep an eye on him, but make sure your back door is locked again. We need to make sure all possible access points are secured. Can you talk me through and confirm that your back door is locked? Okay. I'm walking backwards now and keeping him in my sight. My hand's on the back doorknob now. It's locked. I need to check the deadbolt, so I'm going to take my eyes off him for a split second. Alright, sir. Help is on the way. Just stay on the phone with me. Everything's going to be alright. Sir? Sir, are you still there? He's... His face. It's up against the glass. Sir, I need you to speak up. What is happening? I looked away for a split second and now... His his face... It's, it's pressed up against my front window. His teeth are huge and he's still smiling. There's no color in his eyes. Jesus, help me. Why won't you just fucking move? Sir, I need you to go to the nearest room and lock yourself inside of it. Do you have a basement or a bedroom that you can lock yourself in? He won't stop staring at me. He's gonna hurt me. Sir, I need you to listen to me. Lock yourself somewhere safe until the officer arrives at your house. Can you hear me? Uh, yeah, yes. I'm gonna lock myself in my room. And you're positive that you're alone in your house, correct? Yes, I'm alone in the house. Wait a minute. He's, he's moving. He's shaking his head. He's telling me no. He can hear us. He's telling me I'm not alone. Sir? Sir, are you still there? I heard a loud noise. Is everything all right? Sir?
your children to keep them up the internet. <laughs> Son, we need to have a chat about internet safety. I slowly crumpled down onto the floor next to him. His laptop was open and he was playing Minecraft on a public server. His eyes were locked into the action. Comments scrolled down the side of the screen in a chat box. Son, can you stop your game for a minute? He exited the world, closed the laptop, and looked up at me. Dad, is this going to be another cheesy, scary story? What? I faked hurt feelings for a second and then grinned at him. I thought you liked my cautionary tales. He grew up listening to my stories about children who encountered witches, ghosts, werewolves, and trolls. Like many generations of parents, I used scary stories to reinforce morals and teach lessons about safety. Single dads like me should use all the parenting tools at their disposal. He scrunched his face a little. They were fine when I was six, but now that I'm getting older, they don't scare me anymore. They seem kind of silly. If you're going to tell a story about the internet, can you make it really, really scary? I squinted at him incredulously. He folded his arms. Dad, I, I'm ten. I can handle it. Hmm. Okay. I'll try. I began. Once upon a time, there was a boy named Colby. His expression indicated that he wasn't impressed with the terror of the introduction. He sighed deeply and settled in for one of Dad's cheesy stories. I continued. Colby went online and joined several children's websites. After a while, he started talking to other kids in-game and on the message boards. He made friends with another 10-year-old boy named Helper23. They liked the same video games and shows. They laughed at each other's jokes. They explored new games together. After several months of friendship, Colby gave Helper23 six diamonds in a game they were playing. This was a very generous gift. Colby's birthday was coming up and Helper 23 wanted to send him a cool present in real life. Colby figured it wouldn't hurt to give Helper 23 his home address, as long as he promised not to tell it to any strangers or grown-ups. Helper 23 swore he wouldn't tell anyone else, not even his own parents, and set about mailing the package. I paused the story and asked my son, Do you think that was a good idea? No. He said, shaking his head vigorously. In spite of himself, he was getting into the story. Well, neither did Colby. Colby felt guilty about giving away his home address, and his guilt began to grow. And grow. By the time he put on his pajamas the next night, his guilt and fear were larger than anything else in his life. He resolved to admit the truth to his parents. Punishment would be steep, but it was worth it to have a clear conscience. He squirmed in his bed as he waited for his parents to tuck him in. My son knew the scary part was coming up. In spite of his tough talk, he leaned forward, wide-eyed. I spoke quietly and deliberately. He heard all the noises of the house. The washing machine bounced around in the laundry room. Branches scraped against the brick outside his room. His baby brother cooed in the nursery. And there were some other noises he couldn't quite pinpoint. Finally, his dad's footsteps echoed down the hall. Hey, Dad. He called out nervously. I have something to tell you. His dad stuck his head in the doorway at a weird angle. In the darkness, his mouth didn't seem to move, and the eyes were all wrong. Yes, son? The voice was way off, too. Are you okay, Dad? The boy asked. Uh-huh. 
sung the father in his strangely affected voice. Colby pulled his covers up defensively. Um, is mom around? Here I am. Mom's head popped in the doorway below dad's. Her voice was an unnatural falsetto. Were you about to tell us that you gave our home address to Helper 23? You shouldn't have done that. We told you never to give out personal information on the internet. She continued. He wasn't really a kid. He just pretended to be one. Do you know what he did? He came to our house, broke in, and murdered both of us just so he could spend some time with you. A fat man in a wet jacket emerged in the child's doorway holding two severed heads. Colby shrieked and gasped as the man dropped the heads on the ground, unsheathed his knife, and moved into the room to work on the boy. My son screamed too. He twisted his hands defensively over his face, but we were just getting started with the story. After several hours, the boy was almost dead and his screams had become whimpers. The killer noticed the wailing of a baby in another room and removed his knife from Colby. This was a special treat. He had never murdered a baby before and was excited about the prospect. Helper 23 left Colby to die and followed the cries of the house like a homing beacon. In the nursery, he walked to the crib, picked the baby up, held it in his arms. He moved towards the changing table to get a better look. But as he held the baby, the crying died down. The baby looked up and smiled. Helper 23 had never held a baby, but he gently bounced it in his arms like a pro. He wiped his bloody hands on the blanket so he could stroke the baby's cheek. Hey there, sweet little guy. The beautiful rage of sadism melted into something warmer and softer. He walked out of the nursery, took the baby home, named him William, and raised him his very own. After I finished the story, my son was visibly shaken. Between ragged, stacchetto breaths, he stammered, But, Dad, my name's William. I gave him a classic dad wink and tussled his hair. Of course it is, son. William ran up the stairs to his bedroom in a fury of sobs. But deep down, I think he liked the story. A young girl named Lisa often had to spend time alone at her home at night, as her parents worked late. They brought her a dog to keep her company and protect her. One night, Lisa was awakened by a dripping sound. She got up and went to the kitchen to make sure the tap was off. As she was getting back into bed, she stuck her hand under the bed, and the dog licked it. The dripping sound continued. So she went to the bathroom and made sure that the tap was turned off there too. She went back to her bedroom and stuck her hand under the bed. 
and the dog licked it again. But the dripping continued, so she went outside and turned off all the faucets. She came back to bed, stuck her hand under it, and again the dog licked it. The dripping continued. Drip, drip, drip. This time she listened and located the source of the dripping. It was coming from her closet. She opened the closet door and there found her poor dog hanging upside down with its neck cut. Written on the inside of the closet door was, Humans can lick too. bottom of the glass so hopefully you guys liked yeah. that little little tidbits little of stories narrative driven type stuff that we did there a little bit little and just new. an fyi those were stories we found on the internet we don't own any of those yeah none of which i don't believe were mm. true no i think they're all made up but still pretty creepy right at least a few of them are pretty we, fucking creepy we thought they were pretty creepy so so um, now we're, we're moving on to just share some stories that share could some other possibly be true. Other stories. Where are you at right now on what website? Twenty uh, two words dot com. Like no nope, twenty two typed out. Twenty people share the scariest and paranormal things. Words. Scary stories. Yeah. Seventeen real life horror stories that would give you goosebumps. There you go. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, happy Halloween, everyone. Yeah, happy fucking Halloween. So we're not doing a video for this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I keep looking at the camera like uh, there is a video. <laughs> it, uh, it just didn't work out that way. It just way. didn't work out that way. We ended up going in a completely different direction. Which is okay. Which is fine. Yeah. Hopefully you guys liked it. Yeah, the stuff the we whole were... The stuff seven we Seven people that listen. Yeah. The stuff we went with before was a little uh, too much. Yeah, we started this with the intentions of going true stories that actually happened, but quite a few of them were fucked up, really fucked up, like shit that I'm not, I don't want to share. Like had some, yeah, it was some messed up shit. It was, yeah. So we're moving on. uh, Quite a few of these next ones are pretty short, so we're just gonna. We're read some of them out and go through it'll be normal episode from here on out yeah and then we'll talk more about paranormal and weird shit yeah. we can even talk about what happened tonight if you want to yeah that was we fucking can but we might save that for the after show creepy weird we'll see okay. all right what do you got first well uh i can start with this one here that says at the end of the hallway i saw a black humanoid body standing perfectly still so <clears throat> this is brought to us by somebody by the internet name of Wid89. It was almost like a shadow, but I could discern that it was a three-dimensional figure. The figure was large in stature. There was no way it could have been my date. She was maybe five foot one at best. I ran back into my date's room. To my horror, she wasn't in bed where I left her. I called out her name, but there was no response. 
I just walked through the entire apartment, so it literally made no sense to me that she wasn't there. The bed was low to the ground, so she couldn't be under it. The closet was open too, and it was packed with boxes, so I knew she wasn't there either. The window was shut tight, plus it was the second story. It was as if she vanished. I grabbed my wallet, keys, and cell phone, ran out of the apartment, and nothing but my underwear. The shadowy figure was gone. I jumped in my car and sped away. I never heard from her again. Her Tinder profile was deleted the next day. She never responded to any of my texts. Till this day, I have no idea what the fuck happened that night. I also never went back to her apartment, mostly because I'm horrible with directions and she <laughs> lived next to a town over. This was easily one of the most terrifying, inexplainable things I've ever experienced. Damn. So, I mean, that's super scary. But So basically, they were pretty much getting mugged. Yeah. And it freaked her the fuck out. Kind of. Bas- but how'd basically. she get out? I don't know. She wasn't even a real person. Maybe. But maybe she was the shadowy figure. Like, yeah, so I'm thinking. Sounds like they were pretty much fucking, all right? Okay. Like, so the bed. me and you both believe in ghosts. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I think we're believers. Yeah. We're not believers. Believers. Hey, believers. <laughs> no. Do you think shadow people exist? Fuck yeah. I think when you see something out of the corner of your eye and you look and there's nothing there, I think that's a shadow person. Do you think it's always real, though? No. I think sometimes it's my subconscious. Because, like, when I'm in a dark room and there's just barely any light, I see shit moving all the goddamn time. Oh, yeah. Or if, like, you're walking or you're sitting still or watching TV and you just see, like, a, a blurp out of the corner of your yeah. eye. And then you look and there's just nothing. Nothing at all. Right. And you're like, hmm. Motherfucker, where the fuck you go? Right. Fuck the hour when you're sitting in front of the TV and you're so focused on what you're seeing. Somebody could be sitting next to you on the couch and they get up, walk in front of you in the TV and they leave the room and you don't notice mm-hmm. at all. You don't yep. even see them walk in front of you. Yep. That always got me. Uh, we had another one here. What was it? There's what was the one where they woke up naked? I thought that was the one. No. Oh. Uh, the first one? Uh, I was creeped out, so I woke up my mom. Hell, yeah, let's read this one. Okay. Sometimes even sometimes even the skeptics are afraid, and this one comes from Bong Chop. Bong Chop. <laughs> one night at 3 a.m., there were flashing lights outside my bedroom window, which is on the second floor, and a strong smell of incense. I was creeped out, so I woke my mom up, who is the most skeptical person ever, and asked her to keep watch while I closed the windows. First, she was grumbling about being woken up, but she remained silent when she came into my room. I closed the windows, then we both went to bed. The next day, I felt pretty foolish about letting my imagination get the better of me. So when I saw my mom, I said, hey, mom, I'm sorry about last night. She replied, it's okay. I saw it too. I froze and asked her what she was talking about. When she realized I hadn't seen anything, she refused to tell me what she saw and just kept changing the subject. It's been eight years and she still won't tell me. The fuck? So her mom saw something. Where's the, go back to the beginning. Hmm. Where's that at? But the skeleton bones, man. Oh, doing the little dance. Okay. No, there was another one that you said that, oh, yeah, my boyfriend it. and I woke up in separate parts of the house. Where's that at? Uh, Which one is that? Uh, I want to read that one. Oh, Jesus, this is a long website. Yeah. Okay, so this one comes from Crispy Conan. Crispy Conan. One afternoon in college, I came back from classes and decided to sit on the couch and have a snack. After that, I just passed out. I had a nightmare of some bloody-faced demonish thing screaming in my ear at the top of its lungs. Mm. 
Woke up, went about the rest of my day. My roommate comes back later that night and goes into his room as, as I'm sitting in the main living area. At some point, he lets out this random startled scream, which leads me, which leads to me running down the hall to see what's going on. He looks at me and goes, I swear to God, someone with a bloody face just walked from your bedroom into the bathroom. I never told him about the nightmare I had earlier in the day. I didn't sleep for two days. Nothing ever happened again. Weird. Hmm. Creepy stalker. My boyfriend and I woke up in separate parts of the house in hysterics, naked and covered in sweat. When we both finally calmed down and talked, we realized we had the same dream of being surrounded by a group of black and white people with no mouths. Oh, that's right. I read it. That's from Bee Stingers. I thought that was just like a snippet of of a story. That's the whole story. Oh, that sucks. Uh, This one gives me nightmares. A lady's voice was coming from my closet asking for help. My closet door is cracked and she said, help me. I see you through the cracks. Every synonym for the word scared was coursing through my body. I went and checked to see if there was a woman in need of help, but nothing was in there but my clothes and shoes. Hmm. Creepy. My brother goes up to my mom and says, Grandpa wants his chair back. My mom asked him where Grandpa is, thinking he probably didn't understand death, to which he responds, He's right behind behind you. My mom bolted (laughs) off of the sofa immediately. No thanks. These ones are really short. They're super short. Super short. Here's one a little longer. Um, This person has a built-in get-out-of-there sense. This comes from... Oh, geez. Satchatellerwerfer? Satchatellerwerfer. Satchatellerwerfer. Not sure if paranormal or not, but I have a weird warning system that functions without any obvious triggers. For example, once I hike through the forest of some old castle on a hill, to get there I needed to cross a bridge that goes over a 20 meter deep canyon. I've been there a thousand times as I used to live in the area. This particular time I started to get a weird feeling as soon as I stepped into the forest. It got stronger and stronger until it was until it was pure fear. I thought I must have eaten something wrong or so, or so because there was no reason whatsoever to be afraid, so I tried to ignore what went on. Right before I stepped onto the bridge, that weird feeling acted up so wildly I almost turned back. Again, I convinced myself that I was being stupid and made it to the middle of the bridge. One has quite a nice view from that position in the forest and the rock formations below, so as always, I stopped and looked down to the right side of the bridge. Then I turned to the left, but before I could look down, that feeling didn't let me. At that point, I really thought I must be going crazy, but still, I obeyed. Didn't look down and made my way to the castle ruin complex that started right behind me. Or right behind the bridge. Been there for 15 minutes when some police officers arrived, started to scream at me to come down as I was climbing the old walls, interrogated me who I was, what I did there, who I saw on my way to the castle, how long I have been there, and how come I didn't see the dead guy under the bridge on the left side. So apparently he jumped shortly before I arrived. And I guess they thought I was involved or a suicide buddy of him and was about to jump from the ruined walls. Damn! Me and some friends went to an abandoned mental asylum at night, not really so you expecting You don't much. really have to read them in your narrative voice anymore. We busted in one, <laughs> uh, boarded up windows. <coughs> and we were all inside. We heard talking. We figured other people were there, so we followed the sound. We were walking down the hall and heard what sounded like a woman whispering, Why did you take my baby? Over and over again. At this point, I'm visibly shaking. We all believed we found where the sound was coming from. We go into the room and there was a huge cage. It looked like one of those pet carriers, but human-sized. I don't know what the fuck happened that night. I don't really believe dead people were talking in there, but the sheer creepiness was too much. 
from Brandy Alexander Nine. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Here's uh what is this? That's a chair. That is a chair. <laughs> Demon in the dark. Ooh, sounds good. So these are um this is from my unidays.com. They're supposed to be real stories. Oh, these are uh occult museum. Oh, that's where you're from. Thirty one terrible real life horror stories. So this one's called Demon in the Dark. Okay. My family oh, let me let me just see how long this okay, it's not that long. <laughs> I don't want to bore everybody with the same story that takes 20 fucking minutes. My family traveled to the south of France to stay in a cottage owned by someone my dad worked with. The owners visited occasionally, but that summer it was free and we had 10 days booked in there. After a long two days on the road, we drove down a steep driveway towards a secluded mill cottage with the water wheel sat static alongside the stone house. There was a deep cellar with stone stairs down under the wheel next to the house and a small river circled the place. We went into the house and chose rooms, but being set down in a small Cops? Copes? Copes. The house was draft and cold from lack of use. We settled in and turned all of the heating on, yet the house remained cold and felt damp. The first night we had set a fire in the living room and listened to a couple of audiobooks before my sister and I went to sleep. My parents stayed up a little longer than went to bed. Around midnight, they both woke up at exactly the same time and the door to the bedroom was opening slowly. At first they thought it was my sister until they saw a large dark silhouette of a man framed in the doorway, standing stock still just looking in their direction as if appraising them. After a short period, the shape turned and started to move as if satisfied and disappeared. They looked at each other but didn't speak and both went back to sleep. How the fuck do you go back to sleep after that? (laughs) No big deal. The next morning, the house felt warm and dry and sunlight was back through the windows as if something had lifted and accepted them. They spoke the next day and both agreed that although they were skeptics, it could not have been anything other than something supernatural in that doorway deciding their worth. With a picture of Jim Carrey in Liar Liar? Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Well, listen to this one. Can, can you read it with some, like, you enjoy doing this? I was. So I used to live at this address. The houses were built to house the people building a railway in Germany. My creepy boy. <laughs> All right, you want me to read? Okay, ready? Just like read it like a regular article, like we always do. My cousin and his family had lived at their house for about five years. <laughs> his wife. I mean, left- you don't have to pretend you're bouncing out a dildo. <laughs> his wife had left home to drop the baby off at daycare before work, <laughs> but realized she left her phone at home. <laughs> Entering the house, she turned the corner to the hallway and nearly ran into the drop-down attic ladder, which was fully extended. They never used the attic as it was f- full of loose insulation, 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 and my cousin had left for work hours earlier. She quietly left the house, drove around the corner, and called the police. Hmm. When the police investigated, they found a short-range transmitter connected to several cameras hidden throughout their home. The light fixture in the shower, the ceiling fan hmm. above their bed, even a pinhole in the nursery were sending videos to a nearby location. Their neighbor, a few houses away, had been given a key by the prior owners and installed surveillance equipment once he knew their schedule. My cousin's wife walked in on him, updating his equipment, but he forgot something at his house and left to go get it when she walked in. He had been watching them for years. Damn. Check your light fixtures. Yep. Fuck that. Creepy. Stupid creepy. 
You want another one? This actually happened to a friend of mine. That's what it says here, not not a friend of mine. <laughs> she used to live in, in an entirely different town when she was younger, and her closet had this strange door on the back of it. Well, whether it was just imagined, just due to her being a child at the time, or if it really did happen, she started to hear noises coming from behind this door whenever she went to bed, obviously. Uh, she told me that several times she tried telling her parents that was, she was hearing these noises, but they never believed her. So some time goes by, and one day her parents get a call from the police because they just arrested a homeless man. Hmm. Mm. This was not just any homeless man, though. This homeless man was living in some sort of tunnel that goes straight to the door in the back of her closet. So every once in a while, for whatever reason, this man would come through that door and watch my friend sleep from her closet. Hmm. Fucking creepy. Fuck that. Yeah. Can you imagine? No. Just somebody fucking coming in from out from your closet and just watching you sleep. You're just like, where you're fucking, you're like, he's like, yes, give it to her. <laughs> so I just found some 16 unsettling facts that will creep anyone out who reads them. Okay. From boredomtherapy.com. Number two, or number three. Here's an unsettling fact. It's possible for a woman to give birth after death. It's rare, but a coffin birth, as it's known, occurs when a pregnant corpse expels gas while decomposing, which in turn forces out the dead fetus. Oh, fuck. That's fucked. <laughs> Yuck. Mm. There's more or no? No, that's it. They're very short. <laughs> oh, okay. facts. Here's a, a true story. This one sounds creepy. So, uh, My grandpa worked night shift, so my grandma was home alone most nights. Her sister-in-law... Rose would randomly come over to keep her company. Dora, this is her grandma, decided to go to bed early one night. Rose came over that night to see how she was doing. She went to Dora's bedroom after calling for her with a reply of, I'm in bed, just come in. Upon entering the room, Rose starts acting weird and telling her that she really wants her to get up and come help her with something in the kitchen. Dora was ready to go to sleep and was already in bed and really didn't want to go. Rose was really adamant for her to come help and telling her it was urgent. After a while, Dora eventually got up and followed Rose to the kitchen. Upon entering, upon entering, Rose whispers in panic with tears in her eyes, There's a man under your bed with a knife. Dora, of course, didn't believe her at first, but seeing the panic in Rose's eyes, she could not believe her. She couldn't not believe her. They proceeded to call the cops and left to the neighbor's house. The cops came and found a man hiding in the closet with a butcher knife. Mm. And that is the story of how my grandmother was almost murdered and why still to this day as a 30-year-old man checks under the bed. Well, fuck that. Correct. That's correct, dear. Pitter patter. Mm, uh, what else do we got? Uh, the... Oh, skinwalker. So here's one. This is from BuzzFeed. Ooh, BuzzFeed. The night terror hallucinations that may have been something more. Ooh. I get night terror sometimes or sleep paralysis. Sometimes when people walk, would talk to me when I'm in that half-sleep phase and I responded, I would always respond with plural pronouns. <laughs> we're almost up or we're still in bed, that sort of thing. When people then ask me why I'm using those pronouns, I'll say something like, we're all together or my friends are here. I'd start to see people or figures maybe right at the edge of my peripheral. They looked like people I knew, but their faces were always a little bit blurry or very severe looking. 
like they had been awake for a few days straight. The creepy thing, though, is that is they'd always start in my peripheral vision and then begin to loom closer. The next time I was home, I told my dad about my weird half-dreams. He got very quiet and told me he got them, too, almost every night if he didn't go right to sleep. Haunted. 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 Fucking haunted. Oh, what is this? Oh. Man, it's a fucking floaty. Uh, Full noodle. (laughs) This one's called Skinwalker. Like, from Skinwalker Ranch? No, I think just Skinwalker. I don't know. Uh, maybe this happened to a friend of mine and was verified by her sister and her girlfriend. Not obviously not a friend of mine. <laughs> Again, uh, <clears throat> the three of them were camping in an area in southern Utah. Sorry, I don't remember the exact location. It says, and it was during the fall, early winter. <laughs> Someone's got hiccups. <sighs> no, I just had that one. So it got dark very early, around five. When it started getting dark, the three of them built a fire and sat around just talking, eating, and normal stuff. Everything was fine for a while, but they started to hear this weird chirping noise. She described it to me as a kookaburra. Because she knows what the fuck a kookaburra sounds like. Kookaburra sits in the old... What does it say? Something tree. Mary Mary King of the... A kookaburra is like... Well, it sounded like a kookaburra call slowed down. They got kind of freaked out at this point because it didn't sound like a regular animal. They also kept noticing rustling movements out of the corner of their eye, but could never see what was making it. After a while, they went to bed and everything was fine until my friend was woken up in the middle of the night to see what looked like hands pressed up against the outside of their tent. And she heard a weird wet breathing sound, like when someone has a stuffy throat and kind of wheezes while breathing. She said she was so scared she couldn't talk, but was able to wake up her sister. They stayed quiet, and eventually the handprints just kind of faded away. In the morning, they wanted to get the hell out of there, so they started packing up their stuff. At sunrise, my friend looked around where the handprints had been and saw a trail of long, skinny footprints leading up to their campsite, but not away from it. Her and her sister aren't the kind of bullshit around, so I believe that this really happened. To this day, she convinced it was a skinwalker. Fuck that. Creepy. F that shit. (laughs) <laughs> so here's another one this one's actual like not paranormal but fucking creepy nope intruder slash observer that okay. sounds good it's not very long okay. a terrifyingly true story of a home intrusion might have a double have you double checking the locks on your doors and windows tonight one evening a couple fell asleep on their couch while watching Netflix the next morning they discovered the woman's purse was missing They decided to check security camera footage to see if they could see where she'd left it. Instead, they made a bone-chilling discovery. Uh Uh-oh. A man had broken into their home and stood watching them sleep for a solid 15 minutes. The couple turned the video over to police, but so far no one has been identified as the creepy intruder. (coughs) Fuck that. Yeah. (laughs) That sounds horrifying. That shit's creepy. Yeah. No way, Jose. No fucking... Thank y'all. Right? That's like super, some crazy weird shit. Like, what the fuck? Ooh, here's one. Ooh, I'm ready. These are all really short. Oh, okay. Um, this one's called The Watcher. A family in Pennsylvania purchased their dream home to the tune of $1.3 million. Jesus. Shortly after moving in, threatening letters began arriving in the family's mailbox. The letters said that the home had been the subject of their 
family for decades and that they were put in charge of watching and waiting for its second coming. The letter writer began asking unsettling questions like, have they found what's in the walls yet? They also expressed their pleasure to know your names now and the name of the young blood you have brought to me. Oh. The family moved out immediately and the mystery is never solved. Uh, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> I have a kind of long one. You want to hear it? Oh, Jesus. I mean, it's kind of long. It is long. Is it actually scary? <coughs> I don't know. I didn't actually read it. You want me to read it? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's too long to not know. Uh, it's called, it's a, it's scary stories of skinwalkers from Native Americans. We can do a whole episode on that. I think we should. We can do that. I still want to read this one, though. <laughs> All right. This last one. It. it better be a fucking good one. It's probably going to be our last should one. Should I find a shorter one, then? <clears throat> I want to read that one. It's from, okay. It's from Arizona. <clears throat> so where I'm from, like they 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 believe in skinwalkers. Yeah, I live close to the Indian reservation. That you did. So anybody that has been on the Navajo reservation has either probably heard of some creepy things or have experienced pretty creepy things, namely skinwalkers. I've only seen one. Here's my story. It's odd though because I feel like I've I've heard this story because I've, I've read parts of this and I feel like I've heard it. Mm. <clears throat> I come from a small town in northern Arizona that's sandwiched between the Poit Reservation and to the north and the U.S. largest Navajo Reservation to the south. My high school being so small, a 1A school, on average 80 students enrolled every year, always had to travel south about 5 to 10 hours one way to play another high school in any sport. That means we traveled a lot on the Navajo Res and we usually stayed at hotels when we head out to play and come home in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't bore you with all that. I was the only male senior to play basketball that season. Blah, blah, blah. For some reason, I couldn't fall asleep like the rest of my teammates on the bus. I just sat at the back of the bus staring out across the desolate desert landscape. As I looked out, I could see a figure running towards the bus at an angle of pursuit and keeping up with the bus at 85 miles an hour. First of all, I don't even know if a bus can go 85 miles an hour. <laughs> But <laughs> right, none of the buses I rode ever did. As the figure got closer, I saw that it was a humanoid form. As a matter of fact, it looked exactly like a human, only that the face was painted half black and half white with glowing eyes. Glowing eyes like a rabbit's eyes reflecting from a spotlight. I immediately thought, holy crap, it's a skinwalker. The skinwalker ran up to the edge of the road and just kept pace with the bus, hurtling sagebrush and rocks while staring at me. After I made eye contact with the thing, I could not look away. It was as if something was holding my head and eyes in place. The skinwalker just smiled at me, this inhumane smile that went ear to ear, slowly crooking yellow pointing teeth. I felt like I was going to throw up and I was panicking through the whole ordeal the skinwalker started to crumple down onto all fours still keeping up with the bus i could see his bones crack and reform hair started appearing all over his body and in about three seconds it was now a coyote and ran off back into the desert out of view as soon as it was gone i ran to the onboard bathroom and puked a mixture of food and blood I didn't want to tell anyone for the fear that I think it was crazy. I confided, my, I confided in my Navajo friend. She told me that I needed to see a chief who also happened to be a friend of hers and get a blessing. I saw him the next school day in the parking lot. He just came out to me and mumbled something in Navajo while waving feather, a feathered scepter thing in my face. 
turned around, got in his truck, and drove away. To this day, I haven't seen another skinwalker. It might be due to the fact that I moved away from the town and the reservation. <laughs> and if I have to go south, that I it. go around, way around. All right. Uh, I've got one here from Conscious Panda. Conscious Panda. Uh, Mastrius is the poster, I guess. A few years ago, my brother would get a call on his cell phone around 2 to 3 a.m. every night. He would answer, and it was this hellish-sounding noise, like static mixed with screams. Mm-hmm. He changed his cell number after a month of this, and it stopped. Then after a week or so, it began again. The exact same noise, exact same time. Finally, one day, he decided to backdial the call. It was an old man that had no clue what he was talking about. Still, the calls persisted. If he didn't answer, it would call a few more times. No messages were left. He decided to say, screw it. Ended his contract with his phone company, switched to a new one, and got another new number. Sure. I guessed it. Screaming static calls continued after a short delay. By this time, he was terrified every night. Unsure why this why this was happening, he backdialed the number again and got a different person. Around this time, he lost his job and his phone. The calls stopped, of course. His phone was disconnected now. So one day, my mom asked me to listen to this weird message she got on our home phone. It was the static screaming. We showed my brother, and he was freaking out. He backdialed the number again, and it said the number was disconnected this time. Never heard from it again after that. That's fucking creepy. Yeah. What? Yeah. All right. I don't know how many of these things are like uh, like actual true, you know? Well, just because they're just snippets of stories on the internet. I just feel like there's so many people in the world. I feel like some of these have to be like true, you know? Maybe. They might be. They like might not be. People, Who knows? I feel like people have seen shit. Like some they have crazy. seen some shit. And, and like they tell people, people are like, yeah, okay. Right. You know? And so they're just they're like, left in the dark. Fuck like, it. no, fuck. This is, this is fucking me up, man. Yeah. Or I'm not even going to say shit because people aren't going to fucking believe me anyway. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Ugh. Who knows, man? I don't know. Well. Creepy. Thanks for listening. Happy Halloween. We hope you enjoyed this. It didn't turn out how we thought it would. No, it didn't. It didn't go anywhere near how we thought this would, but I think it was good. Hopefully it's a good change of pace and hopefully the beginning of this didn't turn too many people off. It was fun to do. Yeah, I thought it was cool. I thought it was a lot of fun. It'll be neat. As always. We'll see what direction we go. Yeah. (laughs) We're on YouTube. Which the video portion of the YouTube thing's going to take a halt. For now. For now. It's super time consuming and we don't have the right setup for it. But we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Tweeters. That we don't use tweeters. I posted to it once. Once. <laughs> it's confusing. Hard. But yeah. Well, happy Halloween. Good night. Stay <laughs> tight.